so it is. Dear Shambra, we bring our energy into this gathering, another gathering of the Crimson Circle, another shout where we bring all of our energies together in a magnificent and a safe space. Such a delight for I, Tobias, and our special guest today to walk amongst you as the music plays. Such beautiful, sweet music for such a beautiful, sweet time of the year. And as we were walking amongst you, we know that you were downloading everything that we're going to talk about in the next 45 minutes to an hour. We'll keep it short today. Or perhaps you've already gotten it downloaded. Perhaps you would just like to leave it at that. <laughs> Play another piece of music and go take off. Enjoy and celebrate life. Or we could go through the verbal portion, but the energy is here. It's been received. So I'm going to ask you to take a moment and just feel it. We already had the shout together. It goes that fast. It is an incredible crystalline, loving energy that you just received. You received it first from yourself, then you received it from other Shambra around the world who are also gathering in our safe and sacred temple together. And then you were receiving that energy from all who will read or listen to these materials at a time later on. It would be interesting when they do because, you see, this is a trail that you're blazing right now. You're cutting through old consciousness and they will follow. So their experience will be different than yours. Oh yes, it will be easier than yours because you've already, you've already broken through the consciousness. Just like an icebreaker breaks the ice so the other ships can come, you've broken through consciousness. But the interesting thing it's something that you can be very proud of, is that when the ones that come after you, when they come along this part of their journey, they're going to feel your energy all of the way, your encouragement. It's going to be like a, a guiding light for them as they go through some, some of their own difficulties and challenges, but it will be much easier. But they will know who came first. They will know who blazed this trail. They will know the energy of Shambra. So here we are today in our Shoud again together. <laughs> it is sometimes difficult having to put it into words because it is so multidimensional. What was received while the music was distracting you in a way is beyond words is beyond old energy consciousness. So just take a moment to feel it. As you do, feel our guests who come in today. <laughs> I have to make a point that last night we did a channel at approximately 7 o'clock in this mountain time zone. And it was a very interesting channel, one that was captured and for the cameras, for viewing by many, many others at a time to come very shortly. It was very interesting 
It was said that I, Tobias, was very animated, very direct, um, very energized during this um, interview that we had. But the interesting thing was, it was hardly me at all. It was the energy of Shambra who was coming through. Oh, yes, they'll put my name on it. They'll talk about uh, this Tobias channel. But I'll have you know right now, we called on all of you at that time last night and said, the world wants to know about this thing called Shambra. They want to know about new energy. They want to know about new consciousness. So you may have felt something about seven o'clock in this time zone last night. As we gathered together energy of Shambra from all over the world in Kaldra and Linda's living room, <laughs> beautiful winter night with a fire in the fireplace, with a beautiful light snow outside, such, such a consciousness for putting forth this message to humans who are looking for a way. We were asked, we were asked about what is Shambra? What is Shambra? Now, that in itself could take a long time to explain. Oh, it, it has a meaning to the word. There is significance to the term Shambra, family who has been together before, those who are on a spiritual journey, those who break through consciousness. But Shambra, the, there is a deeper meaning also. Shambra are the ones who are the leaders in consciousness. Leaders in consciousness. Now, on earth right now you have those who are, who are leaders in industry. They make products and get the products out to serve people, to make life easier or faster more pleasurable or whatever you have it, but there are leaders of industry. There are leaders, a few perhaps, in things like government that help create the laws to maintain a balance and a peace and a harmony with humans everywhere. There are leaders of creativity, those who are writing new music, creating new literary works. They are indeed leaders in their own right. Leaders in finance. You see, there's all these different types of leaders, and so many of them are, are acknowledged for their work. Their names show up in the headlines or in books, and they're talked about. They're used as examples in the university. There's another group of leaders that truly, truly, in our opinion, is above all the rest. They do a quiet work. But they do a most important work that allows all of the other leaders on earth to do theirs. And this is you, Shambra. You are leaders of consciousness. You are the ones going into the new realms. You are the ones going deep within yourself to open up the new corridors so others may also move into a higher consciousness. The work that you are doing is not really about you. You are taking it and internalizing it within yourself. What you are really doing is taking consciousness and allowing it within you to expand, 
opening doors and windows, opening up new ways and new potentials for all of the rest of the humanity to utilize. It is very difficult and challenging work at times because you forget really why you're doing it. It is difficult because they don't pass you by on the street and wave thanking you for the work that you do. So often actually they ridicule you. They consider some of the, your ways to be rather unusual and bizarre. But we'll have you know on these realms, on the angelic realms, we understand the work that you are doing. We understand that you do it tirelessly. You do it with passion and compassion. You do it not for yourself, but you do it on behalf of all of those who you truly love. You do it partly for the challenge, because it is there, because you can, you can do it. It is, a, it is some type of challenge, but the real reason is you are doing it for humanity and for all of those in the angelic realms. So when we were asked last night about what is Shamra, we're trying to, um, for Kaldra's sake and for those who are doing the filming, to keep it short. But what we did interject into the answer was the absolute honor for what you were doing. So please do take a deep breath and accept that honor from all of us who really do understand what you're doing. We've said over and over again and have to state it again here because it is so important. The issues that you are dealing with, most of them are not yours. They really aren't. Some of them are about people who are close to you in your life. You take on their issues and work through them. You rebalance the issues. You resolve them within yourself and then you radiate the potential out to them to help them clear their own path. You take on issues of the world in general, feelings, emotions, challenges and problems. You take it within. You work on them as if they were your own, as if there was something wrong with you that you needed to fix. But they're not your issues. You're doing it on behalf of human consciousness. That's such an important point that we'll continue to bring it up over and over again. It's not about you. They're not your issues. And as you truly begin to understand that, when you take a look at your own self, in this moment right now you understand there's very little, if anything, that needs to be fixed. That issue of poverty you're taking on on behalf of the humans who have so little. The issues of illness you take on on behalf of the humans who are truly sick and diseased. The issues of even of being lost, of being lonely, is that really yours? Or are you taking it onto yourself on behalf of humans who are trying to find the way, who are calling out to somebody somewhere for help? 
It's a very admirable thing that you do this. But then, like all energy, you evolve also. You evolve to the point where you recognize what are your issues. And you're probably going to be surprised to discover that there are very, very few. Very few. Probably be surprised to discover that so many of the things that you work through aren't really yours. They're other people's. They're the planet's. They're your spiritual family from a long time ago. And you're working through, you're breaking through old issues. In this moment right now that we share together in this safe and sacred space, take a moment to feel what really are your issues. What are your real challenges? You start going through the list and you realize so many of the things that trouble you, keep you awake at night, cause you aggravation, aren't about you at all. They involve other people and their problems. They even involve past life aspects of yourself. They involve just reading a headline in a newspaper. You absorb those energies. Reading a sad story of a homeless person, you absorb those energies. So, sitting here in this safe space, what issues are really yours? What issues are yours? And the answer is quite simple. Only the ones you choose. That's it. As I said in our last, our last shout, true freedom is when you release your past. Let it go. It's actually not you anymore. Release those energies to come back and serve you in a new way. True freedom is when you can release the issues you've been carrying for others, and for the world, for your loved ones. Let those go. Let those go so that you are free and clear to help them from a new place of compassion, not to carry their issues or their burdens, but a new place of compassion the standard of new energy. It's very, very liberating to let go of those old things, those old issues. And let us <clears throat> take a deep breath together. What a great space here to let go of the things that you don't want anymore. It's that easy. Let it go. And as you go through your each and every day, Recognize what is really yours and what is not. Recognize that you don't have to carry the burdens of the world to help the world. You don't have to take on their pains and their traumas and imbalances to be the type of leader, a consciousness leader, they're looking for. Consciousness is going to be one of the buzzwords that you're going to hear about more and more in, in your mainstream media, mainstream discussions, and fairly mainstream books. It's going to be more discussion and more scientific inquiries into consciousness. What is it? Because society as a whole is beginning to recognize there's a difference between the mind and consciousness. 
So you're going to hear about more things being done in this area. And you can pat yourself on the back and you can have a big smile to know that you are true consciousness leaders. You know what it is. You know it's about allowing in every part of yourself. So last night, we worked on this video. What an amazing thing we did together. Amazing energy behind it, which you'll recognize when you see it. It was the energy of Chambra. But as you can probably guess, there's a few who feel left out. So we bring them in today as our special guests. It's like having the three wise men here. <laughs> Kathumi, Saint Germain, and I, Tobias. <laughs> Can we bring their energy in because they love sharing with Shambra? Take a moment to, to welcome in Kathumi and Saint Germain. Breathe them in, clap cheer if you choose to, or a few of you if we see walking out here. They <laughs> They've worked with all of us very, very diligently these last couple of years. As we come to the end of your calendar year, well, there's more to it than just a calendar. It's an end of, a, of an energetic area, era, an end of a year, and a time for rebirthing. They come in to help close out this past year, a year of quantum leap, a year of collisions. For so many of you, a year of great changes in your life, a year of a lot of doubt at times, and a lot of joy at other times. So they come in to help celebrate the end of a, of a year and soon a beginning of a new one. So take a deep breath. All of us together, Bring in these energies of Kathumi and Saint Germain. They're going to be working with you much more intensely after I, Tobias, come back to Earth to work with you through Sam. They're going to be bringing in some others to work with Chambra and Crimson Circle. But the amazing thing is, is that you're going to be stepping forward. Oh, you'll have the assistance and the friendship of these angelic beings. But it's going to be you who are stepping forward, you who are talking to other humans and helping to guide them, you who are helping them to understand that you can easily, easily talk to non-physical beings. You can easily make choices in your life and create what you choose. So. We bring in all of these energies on this beautiful shout shortly before the time of Christmas. I'd like to take a moment here to talk about barometers of balance in your life. Barometers of balance. You see, you, you have them all the time. What these are are external signs that are basically there for you, created by you, to help you understand how is your balance. Balance is such a um, 
It's an interesting word. It's an interesting element in the new energy. See, so many humans are out of balance. What do we mean by that? Well, they're out of balance with their masculine and feminine. They're out of balance with their light and dark. They're out of balance with their their abundance and their lack of abundance. There's so many different things that they can get out of balance. And when you start putting enough of these things together, it creates things like collision and confusion and kind of a, a spiritual numbness. There are signs in your life every day, barometers of your own balance. And it's a good thing to pay attention to these, to help you to understand, are you really staying in your balance or are you getting pulled out of it by other things in your life, by people and events, or even clearing and processing that you're going through. Indications that you need to take a look at your balance. Barometers of balance include your car. <laughs> your car. Now, your car is an extension of you. It is, as Andro would tell you, an aspect of you. It is a metal, basically, aspect. It's operating very, very much in the old energy, the way it is fueled. But it is an extension of you. Do you love your car? Do you have a strange name for your car? <laughs> Do you wish you had a better car? Does your car stay pretty clean? Even if you don't have to take it through the car wash and clean it real often? Does your car purr when you're going down the road or does it choke and chortle? If your car is making strange noises, if your car has odd electrical problems that they just can't seem to find out the core cause, <clears throat> if your car is consuming more oil than it should, if the gas mileage has suddenly taken a drop, <clears throat> it, if your car is pulling to the left or pulling to the right, if the windshields don't work, if the lights blink strangely, if any other of these phenomena are happening with your car, it's time to take a look at your balance. Your car is a wonderful indicator of you and particularly of your biology, but also of your mind and your spirit. If you've been cursing your car lately, wondering why it seems to always be malfunctioning. Take a look at your own balance. And we'll get there in just a minute, talking about how to rebalance. Your car is just giving you a signal back to you that there's something that needs attention. Is your engine light going on? Is your, is your brake light going on? All of these things are very, very simple and symbolic telling you something about yourself. It's one of the barometers of balance. If you don't have a car, don't worry about this. <laughs> <laughs> also, very important, if it is time to get a new car, in other words, if it is so used 
by others. If you just inherited it or bought it, used after it had been owned by many others, take a look. When are you going to take ownership in yourself? Get your own car. Buy it new, not used, because it is an aspect of you. Here's another barometer of balance. Little signs that are telling you you need to spend some time, take some attention for yourself. Your computer. Your computer. Now, you spend ungodly amounts of time at your computers. Do you realize I, – I sit beside you sometimes – do you realize – you tell me sometimes that you don't know how to go interdimensional, but I see you sit down at your computer and you fall into it. You go live inside the Internet. You are so absorbed by that screen. Literally, you pour your energy right into it. Take a look at what is happening with your computer. Is it getting very, very bogged down right now? Is it getting glitchy? Does it flash on and off? Does it freeze up? Is it very slow to open applications? Does it play little tricks on you where you have to cuss and curse it? Your computer is a barometer, particularly of your mind, but also to a degree of your divine intelligence that something is out of balance. You've tried running some of these um, repair programs. You've tried emptying stuff off of your um, the hard drive. You've tried making all these modifications. Maybe it's time to look at yourself. There's something inside you have – you're carrying too much around in your mind. You're still worried about all of these files, in other words, your past. You're going too mental. That is probably the, the most specific thing. When your computer is slowing down, it means you're going too, too mental. Your computer is an aspect of you. It is part of you. There are several things you can do. First of all, get back into balance with your body, mind, and spirit. Another thing you can do, it is important in this new energy, with the technology that we've talked about before, it is important to upgrade. It's symbolic of upgrading your own consciousness. That could mean it's time to get a new computer, a new software program. But when you do, don't drag all of the stuff from your old computer over to your new. <laughs> Take only the files, only the parts of the past that you truly want to hang on to. Oh, don't worry so much about what if, what if you need this file or that. You're probably not going to. You can put it on one of those little CD disks and put it off in the closet and you'll never, never have to worry about it and you'll never need it again. Your computer is, is an aspect of you. If it is malfunctioning, take a look at yourself. Another thing that is an aspect of you and a barometer of, of um, this whole thing about balance is your clothes. Your clothes. Now, your clothes are, have an, they're an interesting barometer of your own self-worth and how you feel about you. You ever have one of those days where you put something on and it just doesn't feel right? 
So you change, you put something else on and it just doesn't feel right. And then you get critical about your body or about your weight. You get critical about what looks good and doesn't, and you stand in the mirror frustrated and aggravated and you go through eight sets of clothes. And you finally go back to what you originally chose in the first place, and it still doesn't feel right. You go through the day, it just doesn't feel quite right. This is a barometer or an indication, your clothes, they're, they're an aspect of you, that you need to take a look at balancing your self-worth, balancing that part of yourself that respects you. Oh, your clothes are responsive. Love yourself, honor yourself, and those clothes are going to fit like an Italian suit. Um, <laughs> the clothes, how they fit, are there holes in them, or the zipper not working correctly, or the buttons falling off, they're all barometers of balance in your life that spirit who's out there trying to tell you to get it together, it's you and those aspects, those things closest to you. By the way, it's also time to buy some new clothes. We know many of you have been resisting, saying, I'm going to continue <clears throat> to go through changes, so I'll just wear my old clothes for a while. But when you go out and buy some new clothes, a new you, it makes a statement, oh, not to other people. It makes a statement to yourself that you're changing, that you're loving you, that you're willing to invest in you. Another barometer of balance is your house. Your house. Now, there is the very physical or mechanical part of your house. You have um, plumbing systems and heating systems, electrical systems. How are those operating? You see, they're there to serve you. They're there to keep you warm and keep you um, empowered. Are they operating smoothly, or is there always something going wrong? Well, you could curse it and say it's an old house, but literally the energies, they will balance themselves in order to serve you if you are in balance yourself. The house is a very, your house, your apartment, wherever you dwell, is a very important aspect of you. Take a moment. Imagine your house. Take a moment to walk through. How do you feel about your house? Do you think it's only someplace temporary, you can't wait to get out? Is it a mess? Have dishes all over? Things broken that that you're not attending to? Is it dark or is it light? How is your house? Your house is such a reflection of you, it's such a, perhaps the, one of the closest aspects to you, even more so than past life aspects. Your house is you and it's trying to tell you when things are out of balance. Every one of the things that does or could go wrong in the house, is telling you something. If there's a plumbing problem, it has to do with your own flow. Is your spiritual plumbing, is it contracted, is it broken, is it leaky? Is it leaky? <coughs> so all of these things are 
barometers of your own balance. Listen and observe. Be cognizant. And then another barometer of balance, perhaps the the most um, intimate of all, is your pets. Your cats, your dogs, your goldfish, all of your pets. Watch how they are acting. Are they frightened and skittish? Are they slow and lazy? Are they not eating? Or are they friendly? Are they happy? Are they are they getting a lot of exercise? Are they playful? Your pets are an extension of you. They're an aspect of you. They're biological beings indeed, but they take on so much of your energy by agreement. They're here to serve you. Look them in the eye. Hold them, touch them, feel them, and observe them, because it is telling you something about yourself, about your own balance. By being aware of these very simple things, it's telling you where you are, how you're doing. It's telling you whether you need to take a moment to do some new energy balancing within you. Let's do that right now together, so you understand how it's done. Now, it's really not very difficult. There's not a lot of rules for it. It goes under the premise that all energy seeks resolution. Even you seek resolution, even though you're not energy, you're consciousness. But everything in your life, everything in your body, in your mind, everything that is in your life is truly there to serve you. So the new energy balancing, also known as the Chambre Service Center, you just take a moment to be in, in this now moment. You take a few deep breaths, bring a flow of energy into you, and then you sit back and do nothing other than give your permission to have the rebalancing take place. It's like going into a spa for a massage. You don't massage yourself, do you? <laughs> you don't have to like work on your legs and your arms and your back. No. The energy, the masseuse, is serving you. But here in this new energy rebalancing, it's acknowledging that, yes, it can be difficult out there in everyday human life, difficult interacting with other humans, challenging on your body. Your body goes through so many, um, to say, uh, challenges in a given day, everything from what is put in the body to, to how it handles assaults of energy in every different way. I was taking a moment to say, dear body, Dear, wonderful, beautiful body, you know how to balance yourself, so do it. Understanding that your mind has taken on so much, particularly in the information age that you're in, and your mind has taken on so much of other people's issues. I was taking a moment to say, mind, it's time to clear yourself up, just like you would have a hard drive. The one of your disk utility programs to clear it. 
You don't have to do anything. You just click a button and let it happen. Your emotions and your spirit, every part of you like that, it's time every once in a while to stop, to allow the rebalancing. But the important thing here in new energy rebalancing is you're not trying to push any issues. You're not getting out the screwdriver and the hammer. You're not having to do anything other than just allowing the moment. Take five minutes, ten minutes. Breathe. Listen to some hmm, some of the wonderful music that you have, and then allow the process. Let's do it together for just a few brief moments. Understand that it's not any angelic beings or spirit guides or anything else that are doing this for you. They facilitate in a different way, in a different realm. You are taking this sacred moment to rebalance yourself. Take a deep breath and give permission to you to realign and to rebalance and to rejuvenate you and then let it happen. Here's a good time to just breathe. Oh, don't get into any mental disciplines here. You don't have to recite any mantras or you don't even have to, well, you especially shouldn't, try to mentally manipulate energy grids. Your energy grids, whatever you want to call them, already know what to do. They know what balance is. Your, your DNA knows how to rejuvenate itself. It knows, if you let it alone, it knows how to bring new energy in. You're out there as leaders of consciousness, opening up new corridors. It is difficult work, especially when you have to contend with a very 3D reality all around you. vast majority of humans still in an old consciousness. It is difficult. But when you come to the safe space of allowing a re your own rebalancing without any tricks or techniques or gimmicks, you just allow yourself to rebalance. You'd be amazed, amazed at what every part of you already knows. You'd be amazed at how you've been using energy in a sort of old energy way, but now you're slowly learning how to use it in a new energy way. Take a deep breath. Give permission to your biology to rebalance. Take a deep breath and allow all of those circuits of your mind to reset to reboot and to rebalance. You've been out there, in a way, symbolically dragon slayers. You go out each day, you think to your job, but you're really going out cutting through consciousness, going out creating new potentials. It is challenging work, especially when you don't really realize what you're doing at a very deep inner level. Take a deep breath. Your emotions are frayed at the edges. 
emotions are confused, at best run down. Take a deep breath and allow even your own emotions to rebalance. And you don't have to force anything. It's just about allowing. It is that simple, that easy. And your spirit, your soul, whatever you you want to call it, is integrating. It is becoming more involved in you, in your life. But it too is having its own difficulties with the adjustment of opening up on this realm. So take a moment to breathe in and give permission for your own spirit, your own what you would call soul self, to rebalance. The important thing here, whenever you do this, you can do it any time, don't force anything. Don't try to solve anything. Don't try to figure it out or analyze it. Don't judge or criticize yourself. Just give permission for every part of you to rebalance. You can do this in five minutes, literally. You may want to take 20 or 30, whatever feels comfortable. It's the acknowledgement that you're allowing all of these energies to serve you in a very balanced way. So take a deep breath. Give the permission and then allow it to happen. You're going to feel much more clear. You're going to feel much lighter. You're definitely going to feel more intuitive as you do this. Very, very simple, Shambra. There, Yes, there are humans that need complex exercises. They don't understand energy and consciousness. They don't understand a fraction of what you understand about spirituality and humanity. So they need complex, very complex courses. They need to feel like they are struggling in order to feel like they are achieving. But you've come to a point where you don't need to do any of that. Moving on to the next subject. Take a deep breath. Now, I'm going to ask you here, can you feel what we're, whatever you say, clearing, rebalancing? We can feel it. Katumi, St. Germain and I can all feel it. it. It is as real as that fire in the fireplace. So take a deep breath. We want to talk for a moment here before we get into um, our final subject of the day. We want to take a moment to talk about this thing called Law of Attraction. We were asked about it in our interview, my interview last night. Thank you. (laughs) We were asked about it last night. We wanted to clarify it for, for all of Chambra. There's been a lot of discussion about the Law of Attraction. What is it? Does it work? How can I make it work better for me in my life? These are the main questions. Yes, there is a spiritual law, which is also a law of physics, called the Law of Attraction. You are a magnet, and you are attracting everything into your life to support what you are choosing, whether it is consciously or unconsciously. 
Everything that happens to you in any given day is based on the law of attraction. Now, it's frustrating because often you don't realize that you're creating it, or worse yet, you give somebody else the authority. You say, that's not me creating it, it's coming from the outside. But in reality, it is your own law of attraction. Now, here's where we're a bit concerned when dealing with this, this attraction, dealing with your own creations. Humans understand a part of this attraction theory or, or principle, but then they go mental with it, and they go little, and they go human. And they say, but if this law of attraction works, I will attract to me $100. I will attract to me a more youthful appearance. I will attract a better job. I will attract a very sensual partner in my life. And they go. the list goes on and on, and we've actually become a bit frustrated on this side to see that this whole concept of the law of attraction is being very, very limited. Because the human self is saying, my needs first. The human self is basically pushing the spirit or the soul self aside and saying, I have to have all of these little things. I have to attract them into my life. As you know, it generally doesn't work very well. And Then you become frustrated and you think that others are experts in the law of attraction, but you're just a schmuck. <laughs> you get very confused and then you have to go to more courses and get more therapy and you go to more psychics and readers trying to figure out why you're not attracting things into your life. It's simple because it is mental and it is human. In the true energy of the law of attraction, you don't have to worry about the little things. They take care of themselves. And now we go back to the whole principle of balancing. You don't need to try to attract $100. You already have it. You just don't realize it. You don't need to make a mental exercise of attracting the right kind of partner or whatever it happens to be on your long Christmas list of little human things that you're trying to attract. And John, we're not picking on you. We're actually talking to other humans more than we're even talking to you here. And yes, there is an element of St. Germain and Kathumi coming through. <laughs> I, Tobias, would never speak so irreverently. <coughs> The Law of Attraction is really about the attraction of the soul, of your soul self or your spirit, whatever you want to call it. It is the attraction of the needs, the desires, or more than anything, the expression of consciousness. Consciousness. That takes precedence over everything. Your consciousness, in a way, actually doesn't care about your little human needs. It doesn't care about your little human self because it understands that that's just temporary. The little human self was never designed to rule the kingdom, but the little self, human self has um, gotten a little bit out of control, as we would say, and has pushed the soul needs, the consciousness needs, out of the way. The consciousness needs are rather simple, or its desires, we should say, are really quite simple. 
It is to expand and express in a constant state of expression. That's what consciousness loves to do, because through expression it celebrates life. Whether it's life in a human body or life in the non-physical realms. But it's a desire to continually express. It's the song of creation. And the consciousness, the spirit, has a continual desire to expand, to feel more, as you would say, or to know more, but not an intellectual knowing. It is a knowing of knowingness. I am that I am. Those are its needs. Those are the things that attract other things to it. And when the little human gets in and circumvents it with puny little needs like a hundred dollars or or whatever that happens to be, it creates this type of confusion and this type of feeling of being lost or being inept. So take a look here for a moment at the soul self, at your consciousness. What is it your consciousness would truly love to do? What is it your consciousness would love to attract to it? Get out of the human mind and limitations. Get into your consciousness. You say, but I don't know what my consciousness is. Oh, indeed you do. Feel it. Your consciousness is you. Consciousness is your expression. What does it seek to attract? What is it attracting right now? Join together with your consciousness, your spirit. You're going to start attracting a whole different type of energy into your life. You're going to realize you don't have to work it or manipulate it. You don't have to... Um, Choose your words and how you express what you choose to attract. You get so caught up in that sometimes, just saying it just the right way. Maybe your spirit didn't hear it just right. Once you get to this level of knowingness or choosingness, let's call it choosing it, choosingness, once you get to that level, you don't ever have to again worry about the little human details because everything is just there. The money isn't going to be a hundred dollars. It'll be a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand. And it will just be there. It will come from what you would almost consider to be an unknown source. It'll just be there in that moment. That is how new energy works people, friendships, little knowingnesses. You have that happen to you quite a bit, Chambra. You just happen to know something and you're amazed at the words coming out of your own mouth because you didn't give yourself that much credit. But the knowingness, the words, even the facts just happen to be there in that moment. When you truly understand the law of soul attraction, or consciousness attraction. You'll never again have to expend your energy on the little things, on those little annoying details. They're just going to be there. The Masters understand this, and you, Shambra, 
are beginning to understand it and apply it in your life. Allow this to come into your life so that you too can show others how easily this works. The Law of Attraction is not a mental exercise. It's not visualization or affirmation. Those are mental exercises and they're going to eventually get you very, very frustrated and, and again, believing that you're not a creator. Feel, sense, and choose what it is that your soul or your consciousness chooses to attract. With that, let's take another deep breath and move to our next level on this day. Hmm. We're going to ask you, a, we're just amazed at how the energy can change so quickly, how much we're moving through together today. So we ask you to just feel that for a moment. Let's talk about Moses. Holy Moses. <laughs> we were asked recently by a group of Shambra, St. Germain was asked about Moses and the Ten Commandments. St. Germain chose to wait to um, give the answer to the question in order to share it with even more Shambra. So we're going to talk about, about this dear one Moses, who I know on the other realms. He's been a guest here before. Moses also incarnated as the one you call Muhammad. Moses is wonderful for taking on the issues of people, whether they were slaves, whether they were impoverished. He's excellent at that going into the groups of some of the neediest, the neediest, and taking on their issues. I would tell this to Moses, I have told this to Moses himself in some of our discussions. He wasn't much of a leader, actually. <laughs> he carried too much on his own shoulders. He got so upset about things. Moses had a bad temper, a really bad temper. But he was also he was also uh, a martyr in his own <laughs> rights. <laughs> Calder finally woke up and is listening to the channel. <laughs> That's what you get, Calder, for snoozing. <laughs> was slipped one that right by you almost. Hmm. Yes, Calder, we're talking about the Ten Commandments. <laughs> so to resume, so Moses in approximately 1300 BC, a long, long time ago, Moses went up to the top of the mountain, Mount Sinai, and encountered a burning bush. Well, he thought he did. It was a type of illusion, but it was his own anger and his own frustration at his own people and at himself, at his leadership. He felt what kind of leader would spend 40 years wandering around the desert? <laughs> what kind of leader couldn't really give answers to the people? What kind of leader am I, he thought, going up to the top of the mountain, but also really upset with his group? He felt they were inept. He felt if they were stupid enough to follow around an ineffective leader, they were really stupid. <laughs> so he went up to the top of the mountain and encountered the burning bush which was really a symbol for his own anger and frustration. And it was also a symbol of transformation because he 
and his people were choosing now that it truly was a time, it needed to be, for some changes. So in this inspired moment of consciousness, Moses heard the voice of God, but it was actually his own voice, his own higher consciousness, and the voice of his people. He was having a shout right there up on top of the mountain with the burning bush. He attributed it to God, of course, because he didn't know who else to attribute it to. But in this inspiring moment, he received the Ten Commitments from Spirit. The commitments to what Spirit, your Spirit, will do for you. The commitments that your, what you would call your Higher Self, your Divine Self, has for you each and every day. Moses received these. Of course, he really didn't truly write them on the tablet at the moment. It would have been too heavy to carry down the mountain. (laughs) But he went down the mountain after this incredibly transformational, sacred experience, filled with what you would call light, filled with new consciousness, excited to gather his people together and to talk to them about the Ten Commitments of Spirit or of God to share with them God's willingness to co-create, to share with them the fact that the Spirit was already there and it was already them. But he was walking back down the mountain, back through the villages. He saw people fighting with each other. He saw merchants cheating the customers. He saw people stealing food and stealing goods from each other. He saw people cursing each other. He saw a couple in the back alley making love to each other, even (laughs) though they were not married to each other. You get the point, don't you? (laughs) And he said, Dear God, how can I possibly share these commitments that you've given with these decrepit humans who are still following me around? How can I possibly give them these commitments because they'll just profane it? They'll just make it even worse. Dear God, we have to talk again. So he turned around and walked back up the mountain, this time no burning bush, feeling very angry and upset with his people and said, they don't need to know about the commitments of Spirit. They need commandments. They need rules and they need laws. So he threw out the inspiration that he had received. He walked back down the mountains and he found one who could record. And he sat before them as they recorded his thoughts. And he actually originally came up with 12 commandments. Over a period of time, these have gotten changed and revised and translated into what you now know as the Ten Commandments. And for some 3,300 years, these have stood as a basis for consciousness in your society. Because so much of the the world today follows this type of uh, um, religion or, or philosophy. So these are very ingrained in consciousness, and it is our desire today with St. Germain and Kathumi and I, and the energy of Shambra to talk about the Ten Commitments in the New Energy, the Ten Commitments of Spirit.
I'm going to I'm going to call out the old commandment, and we would like this to become group interactive. And you say, "Holy Moses." <laughs> As in, as in shocked that this could ever have even been put on a tablet. I want to explain to you the new energy commitment from Spirit. Commandment number one, I am your Lord God, put no other before me. Holy Moses! <laughs> The new energy commitment is quite simple. You are God also. You are God also. You are it. There is, there is not some Father in heaven or anything else. You are the Creator. You are God also. It's that simple. And that is the commitment. The commitment that Spirit is already here and already within you. Now, for the second commandment. Thou shalt not worship false idols. Holy Moses! <laughs> the new energy commitment is that you do have all the tools within you. You don't need to look anywhere else for them. All of the tools. You don't need to worship crystals and you don't need to carve out statues of God. You can admire the beauty of things on earth but you already have all the tools within you. Don't look on the outside because they are already within. Commandment number three, thou shalt not take the name of the Lord in vain. Holy Moses! The new energy, love and respect yourself. Love yourself. Don't feel guilty about loving who you are. It has been put into consciousness that there is something wrong with loving you. So humans tend to curse themselves. It is about it is about loving thyself without judgment, openly and freely. Commandment number four honor the Sabbath. Holy Moses This is like the Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> Take time for yourself. Take time to breathe. Take time to rebalance. There are so many demands upon your time and your energies that you get pulled in every direction. You fall into bed at night exhausted but then unable to sleep because you're still worrying about everyone and everything else. Take time for yourself. Next commandment. Honor thy mother and thy father. Now, as we have said before, the Spirit really knew your mother and father. The Spirit would never have written that commandment. <laughs> In the new energy, it is about honoring the masculine and the feminine, honoring the child and the parent, honoring every part of you, every aspect, allowing them to come back home to you in this now moment, in this reality, honor everything about you. Next commandment, thou shalt not kill. Holy Moses. <laughs> Holy Moses. 
Well, that's a pretty obvious one in the old energy, I guess. In the new energy, enjoy life. Enjoy life. It is that simple. You're here on earth. You've taken on difficult tasks and assignments of being consciousness leaders. Enjoy life. You have so many rules that have been created by people like Moses about what you can and can't, <laughs> what you can and can't do. So you feel that it's a sin to actually enjoy life, and this concept has been perpetuated by nearly everything and everyone. But what greater, greater joy than actually to enjoy life? Enjoy the food you eat. It won't turn into fat in your body then. It will process it itself quite naturally, getting rid of what it, you don't need. Enjoy taking time, even if it's reading a book, watching television. Enjoy life from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed and while you're in your dreams. Enjoy life. As we said before, it's not a punishment to be here. This isn't a prison sentence. It's not a bad karma that you're working through. Please enjoy life. Take a deep breath on that one. Indeed. Hmm. Now, the next commandment, thou shalt not steal. Dear Shambra, you have all the energy within you. You don't need to take it from anyone, and you don't need to give it to anyone. For so long people have been stealing your energy, and you've been stealing theirs. But you come to a point of sovereignty and you realize that you have it all within you. You have it all within you anyway. Understand you don't need to steal it and don't let anybody steal it from you. Go within every time for every answer, for every resolution, for everything in your life. You don't need to steal it and don't let them steal it from you. Take a deep breath on that one. Next one, interesting one. Thou shalt not commit adultery. <laughs> now, a few of you are feeling very guilty when I said that. Please let that go. That is, um, that is some very difficult karmic energy if you're hanging on to that. What it's really about, again, is loving yourself. It is about being true to yourself, to who you are. You don't have to you don't have to go anywhere else for the answers. It's about being true to yourself. You don't need to cheat on you. You don't need to lie about your life. It is about accepting every part of you. It is about once again loving yourself. And that is the way of the new energy. Take a deep breath and feel, feel how the energies are changing. Next commandment, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. Chambra, <laughs> in the new energy, in the new energy, it is once again about 
trusting yourself. Trust everything about you. What a, what a great thing to trust who you are. Trust who you are so much, once again, you don't have to lie, you don't have to cheat, you don't have to steal. You are who you are, and you're proud to pronounce that. You know that you are God manifest on earth. You know that, that you are capable of balancing yourself at any time. You're capable of creating new consciousness. And now for the final commandment. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's goods. Holy Moses! And on that we throw out all of the old commandments. On that last one about coveting thy neighbor's goods, it is about taking a look again at your life right now. You don't need to be envious of anyone else. You don't need to be wishing you had done it a different way. It is about honoring and respecting yourself for the way that you chose to do it in the past. It is about taking what you would consider a mistake in your life and going into that energy and realizing it was just an experience. It was a choice that you made that has gotten you to this place. It wasn't anything that was a mistake. It was actually something that brought greater experience into the spirit of your life. The commitment of spirit in the new energy is to support you and to balance you, to be in you, to rejuvenate you, to know you and to love you. But it's not a spirit in some far off place, it's the spirit of you right now. And those are the commitments of spirit in the new energy. And with that, Chambra, let us take a deep, balancing breath on this day and releasing all of the old commandments, whether they are from Moses or whether they're the ones you created for yourself, and let them go. You're in this moment right now. You're in this energy. Make a commitment to yourself to be, to love, to experience, and to express. I am Namaste, and so it is. <laughs> 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 <laughs>